and I might just I might just mute somebody. I think that might be you, Rachel. Uh, there's a bit of noise, and <laughs> we need to unmute Susie. So we are live. Welcome everybody. It's Karen Swain here, uh, co-host for the Conscious Awakening series for the Wish Alliance today. But I'm co-host with Sheila Seppi, but Sheila is on a date with her husband tonight. She is in Denver. She's going to go and see the grandkids. And she said that her husband said, can I take you out? Can I come to Denver and take you out for a date? And she said, oh, please, can you do it without me? Because it's been the longest time since we've been on a date night with my husband. So she's having a beautiful date night. I hope she's enjoying herself. That girl works so hard. I tell you, she well-deserved date night tonight. Uh, So I'm running this alone. Uh, So you'll all have to help me out with the format for the way that she does it. I've got Susie here. She's going to sing a song. She's going to help me out. And is, is April online yet? I don't think April's online. Maybe we'll start off with... Um, we might start with your song, Susie, but we've got the delicious and wonderful Rachel Burns. I've um, called this month with the co-host of Galactic Gals from Down Under. <laughs> so another one of the Galactic Gals is the wonderful, uh, let me add, let me add, Rachel Burns from, who's also in Sydney, Australia. Hi, Rachel. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. So Rachel's, um, she's been busy lately. She's been uh, on my show, ATP Media, and she's also been into my online Zoom groups, which is called The Inner Sanctum, which is like this, and uh, sharing her story. But for this audience, for people watching on my YouTube channel, you've probably seen Rachel before, but for the um, Wish Alliance audience, you probably haven't seen Rachel do her thing. So I'll, I'll read her bio a bit later. Is, um, is April online yet? don't think April's online yet and we'll we'll start with you Susie how about you give us a song the gorgeous Susie oh thank you and I read up on Rachel and all the trauma and as starseeds I think we've all had trauma so this is kind of about the trauma that we've lived as we're breaking out of it oh and this is from um Disney's uh Hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't know if you can hear me. That's so interesting. She said, I don't know if you can hear me. There you go. Yes, I know I might be an outcast. I might not speak to you. Still I see your face and wonder Were you once an outcast too? God help the outcasts Hungry from birth Show us the mercy We don't find on earth Please help my people for fame, they ask for glory to shine on their name, they ask for love, 
Thank you so much, Susie. That was just beautiful. That's what our traumatized person feels all the time. So I can't wait to hear Rachel and all she has to offer us. Yeah. And if April isn't here. Oh, sorry, darling. Your internet keeps um, playing up. Is April here yet? I don't know if April's not here to tell us what's happening on the Wish Alliance. Do you want to do it? Can you do it, Susie? I I can tell you a little bit about it. I I don't have the share and stuff like that. But the best part is if you go to, uh, you know, there's all these things where you can be an ambassador and all this, and there's art and music and poetry. But there's this little thing, if you go speakers and uh, or events I think it is and you you go down a little bit there's speakers past speakers and the neat thing the thing you've got to understand is like this one once Rachel speaks to us today it won't it'll be there but it doesn't really show up we can't really access it for four or five days so you've got to not be discouraged you've got to wait four or five days but you watch the ones that are four or five days old yeah she keeps breaking up Yes, yeah, so the past speakers, you can watch the recordings on the Wish Alliance, wishalliance.org, if you go there. But they're all, lately, over the last couple of weeks, we've been live streaming on my platform, ATP Media, on Portal to Ascension, Neil Gore's Portal to Ascension, and Alan Steinfeld's New Reality YouTube channels. So I want to honour them. <clears throat> I want to honour them and uh, say thank you for allowing us to stream there to capture more of an audience. Thanks, Susie. (laughs) And um, I'll bring Rachel on now. Uh, As I said before, Sheila is obviously, this is her baby. This is her brainchild, the Conscious Awakening series on a Monday night in the uh, the US. It's a Tuesday, mid-morning, Tuesday morning in Australia. And this month I've been co-hosting with... um, with Sheila and I've called this the galactic gals from down under (laughs) Um, did everyone catch the galactic goddesses that we did uh, yesterday when was it the day before I know Susie did she loved it Um, but wow we had so much fun it was so beautiful I'm still recovering from it because it was a bit of a technical um, I was sort of holding the technical space as well as holding the the speakers but Sheila was there with me, um, you know, co-hosting with me. But let me introduce you to Rachel. Do you want to unmute, honey? 
Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming. So Rachel and I met about oh, a couple of years ago now. We were uh, at an event in the country and um, there was a big kitchen that um, she was sitting in the kitchen and I sat down at the kitchen table and we were like instant friends. It's like we'd known each other forever, didn't we, Rachel? But let me read uh, your bio. As a young child, Rachel channeled light language or the language of light. And for much of her young life, she felt like she didn't fit in, something that's quite familiar with Stasis. After encountering a great deal of childhood trauma, Rachel blocked many of her memories until she was around 34. This is when she encountered a deep, spontaneous remembering and eventually the healing of her toxic, limiting beliefs that she'd picked up along her physical journey from years of um, abuse. Rachel spent the last 30 years working with children in many different capacities, including working with additional needs children, teaching meditation, mindfulness and movement and facilitates children's groups. She also facilitates meditation and development groups for adults, including workshops on parenting the golden age child and opening to light language. Rachel is now working with pure God consciousness and the powerful energy of acceptance and forgiveness to return to a state of balance and harmony. She's a starseed, psychic medium, trance channeler, intuitive artist. She is the principal of Dharma, which stands for the Divine Awakenings Academy of the Mystic Arts, and is the creator of Mini Meditation Australia. Rachel is also a dragon master and the keeper of the codes, sharing light codes and dragon light language transmissions, uh, which I hope you'll share some of that with us today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's all lined up. <laughs> it's all lined up. And her website is dharma.com.au. So let's hear a little bit about your journey, Rachel. Like what was going on when you were a kid? first of all Susie thank you so much that was just lovely and there was so much of me that could relate to um the energy within that thank you it was beautiful thank you so much thanks Karen for such a great uh introduction um if we go back to the very beginning I suppose there was lots going on that I didn't quite understand and I'm sure that a lot of us had this same experience um I'm just going to change my view so that I'm not looking at myself (laughs) There we go. Now I can see everyone. Um, I realised from a very early age that I wasn't from here and that I didn't fit in and I couldn't quite understand the people around me or my environment um, and the things that were happening. Um, It all seemed very, very, very strange and very foreign and there was an element of pain associated with that constantly because I couldn't understand why these humans would behave the way that they would behave. I can remember from a very early age, probably around three or four, I would pack my bags uh, and I would move out of my house, move out of my house. I would leave. I would do this probably constant, you know, daily. Uh, And I would stand and I would look up to the sky and I would talk to my star team and I would tell them that they need to come and get me now. This is over. This is enough now. (laughs) They dropped me off in the wrong place and that uh, this was not my home and that they needed to come and pick me up. Um. That went on for a couple of years where I just continued to pack my little bionic woman suitcase uh, with all my dolls and dolls' clothes because that's all you need when you're three or four. And I would go. I would go as far as I could without, you know, before I got to that point of no return, to the, before I got to that point of being really scared. 
um, around that same age of these memories of packing my bags. I also have very clear memories of speaking light language and dropping into trance um, channeling very spontaneously without really even knowing how I, how I was doing it. It would just happen naturally. Um, and what turned out to be very natural for me was not natural for the people around me. And so um, I can remember one instance of uh, dropping into trance channel when I was about, it would have been around the same age, about three or four in my family living room and uh, speaking light language. And, of course, it's the most natural state of being for me. It's, it's a place that when I do this I feel the most comfortable um, and there's a very much a feeling of home, of being at home and, and, and at one um, with the energies. Uh, and so my dad happened to hear me while I was speaking light language and he came in and he said to me, Rachel, what are you doing? And I remember looking up at him in my innocence, <laughs> perhaps naivety, and thinking I, I could feel his fear. First of all, I could feel, feel his fear. I could feel that he was scared about something and I didn't understand what it was. And I remember thinking to myself, if I just tell him what I'm doing, he'll understand. He'll understand and he'll love it as much as I do. And I looked, at, I looked up at him and I said, it's okay, Daddy, I'm in trance. And I can remember just instantly this feeling of terror coming over him. And I said to him, it's okay, I'm speaking light language. <laughs> and he was terrified. The feeling of fear I could feel just permeate completely over him and through him. Um, and I remember looking at him and thinking, why is he so scared? Why is he so scared of me? But there was a complete lack of connection and a complete lack of understanding. And that fear really drove him to behave in certain ways that were not nice, I suppose. And, and so he picked me up on my hand and just smacked me and 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 smacked me. And that was his projection of his fear. Um, and after that, I closed down to light language. I didn't speak light language anymore. But I was very, very aware that I was not from here. And that feeling of, of being very different and an outcast, <laughs> Susie, it's so pertinent that you <laughs> chose that song today, um, really followed me throughout my life. Uh, and I closed down to lots of things until um, about at the age of 26, uh, in June of 26, I started to get what was what can only be likened to somebody who's trying to speak to me. They were really trying to deliver a message to me. Um, and I could feel the, uh, what's the word that I want? It, it was a really, really important, it, the urgency. I could feel the urgency of this message that needed to come through. And I was married by that stage and had two children. Uh, and I was living in another state to my parents and my Dad rang me about two months after, uh, quite upset and said that I needed to come home, that my mum was unwell. During that stage when I was receiving this message, it wasn't quite coming through. I, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand the frequencies. I couldn't remember having ever had anything to do with anything like this before. That's how much I had closed down after this fear-filled experience with my dad. Um, and it was as though they were trying to tell me something and it would come in like a radio station. It was though, it's as though my, my ears were being tuned like a radio station, um, but I just could not clarify the connection, um, and I went about my day until my dad called me in August and said, 
you need to come home, your mum's unwell. She dropped dead at work and she died. She passed. And it was after that, uh, through my real need to connect with her uh, and talk to her and see if she was okay because she was my best friend, um, that I started meditating. And, of course, everything blew wide open. <laughs> All my centres opened. I was able to see, hear, feel and know instantly. Um, there was a deep, deep reconnection with our natural abilities, not our gifts, because it's not something that's given to us. It's something that it, we have innately uh, and we can choose to connect back to it or not, and I did. And so for the last 22 years I've been working on refining and growing and, and clearing that channel and that connection. I was going. Sorry, yeah, keep going. <laughs> you wanted to say something. No, no, no. No, I'm just I'm just checking all the platforms that we're streaming on and we've got lots of comments already on all the platforms. But um what how the the format works here, Rachel, is that you share your story for about an hour, approximately 40 minutes or so. Okay. And uh, and then we'll open it up to questions to the group and people can ask you questions. Unless you want to change it up and ask questions as we go along. How's everyone feeling? Do you want to ask questions as we go along or do you want to hear the rest of Rachel's story? Well, we'll hear the rest of your story. I'm happy. I don't know if I've got an hour's worth here, but we'll, um, we'll keep going and see what happens. See where it takes us. Sorry, Venus, what did you want to say, darling? Venus, you wanted to say something? Saying like to hear restoration story. Yeah. So, all right. Well, well, well you, you experienced a lot of abuse. And uh, tell us how the, your spiritual awakening and how your memories came flooding back. After my mum passed and I started to really connect with my uh, energetic side, not only the physical side, um, then I started to meditate uh, and I started having dreams of this beautiful woman that was just filled with love, <laughs> filled with love and wisdom uh, and sacred knowledge. And there was a feeling of having known her before. And at the time, my friend said to me, I've got this person, you need to come and meet her. She's a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master, and I had done nothing like this before. And I said, okay, cool, I'll go and meet her. So I did. And as I turned up, I realised that this was the woman that I had been continually dreaming about. And she was kind enough and loving enough to sort of take me under her wing. And she mentored me for around three or four years. And she taught me pretty much everything that she knew about energy and how it works and changing it and transmuting it and clearing and taking care of your energetic bodies, your chakras, everything that she could possibly share with me. She was kind enough to share with me for about three or four years. Um, and through this continual quest for self-understanding and uh, a continual quest of trying to fit in and being like everyone else, which was just was never going to work, <laughs> um, I started to uh, become closer I suppose to my inner being and uncovering the truth of who I am uh, around the age of 34 I started to have spontaneous memories resurface um, and they were memories of being sexually abused when I was eight by the next door neighbor's boyfriend and then uh, more memories surfaced of being raped when I was 10 by the next door neighbor's boyfriend uh, sorry brother 
But this one was a little bit different. This one, there was a different perspective with the one when I was raped by the next-door neighbour's brother when I was 10. And for this, I can remember um, being there with him. And when I looked at him, his whole face had transposed. His whole face had completely changed into um, a reptilian form. And I could see the scales on his skin. I could see um, almost his whole skull completely change. Uh, And so I remember, and then so then his, it's a little bit graphic, but I can remember his skin sort of melting away and then showing me his, um, the the form of his jaw and the way that his head was shaped. and, um, And it was at that time that I jumped out of my body. And I can remember floating above the room, in the corner of a room, watching what was happening. But it was with a sort of healthy detachment, if there is such thing, or such a thing is happening. But it was with a healthy detachment and almost a state of curiosity as to, you know, what was happening and what this being was and what, what he was doing and what it was representing. Um, and so when I asked my team later on, uh, they'd said to me that this was not about so much uh, encountering more trauma because there'd already been enough, but that it was about understanding reptilian and reptilian energy. Uh, and the the plans that are at play um, and how it is that all these things are happening, what's happening with the energy energies behind it, um, and I suppose what it is that they're after really. Uh, and so this came to form a huge part of my learning uh, and my my teaching, you know, with Earth being the, the, the great classroom that it is, um, this really started to form a huge foundation for a lot of the experiences and the understandings and lessons that I was to learn in this lifetime regarding energy and how it works. Um, When I was 38, I was working at a particular place and every day I would drive past and I would be drawn to this particular sign that that was showing and it was about breath work. And I had no idea what it was. I just knew I had to be there. Uh, And I'd felt some energies or some some sort of undercurrent sort of bubbling away for some time and I knew that it was going to be big and it was going to be hard but I knew that it needed to come up and out and so eventually after months and months of driving past this side uh, I decided to make a booking and in I went and I had one breathwork work session and all these memories surfaced of being sexually abused by my dad from a very early age, from as you know, a small baby with uh, the first one of the first memories being around six months old, and so that was on the eleventh of December two thousand and twelve. And on the twelfth of December two thousand and twelve, I had a massive hysterectomy. Um, and when I look back at that, I understand that the breathwork session was the emotional or energetic component that was being released, and that uh, the operation that I had the next day was the physical component that was being released because I'd harbored so much dense energy um, within my body from these energies and emotions and not clearing them that I'd become really unwell with lots of different um, health issues, including uh, endometriosis and cervical cancer and uh, fibroids and a whole list of stuff. And then after that, I had a little bit of a nervous breakdown. It was all too much. Um, the, the last couple of years or the, the whole lifetime really had been. I'd chosen a doozy when I came through, that's for sure. Um, 
And I didn't understand why at that stage. I didn't have the, the heightened perspective and the understanding around why it is that we choose these things, why we go through so much trauma. Uh, and, yeah, I can definitely say that I dabbled my toe in the edge of, in, in the, edge of the pool of insanity. Uh, I didn't stay there too long. Uh, it was quite uh, an experience, actually. Uh, not one that I would like to go back to, but I was also at that time able to be the observer and to actually see myself um, within this experience, which was really, really valuable because what I came to understand is that when you have mental illness to this degree, um, that you actually it feels like you're in a vacuum. It's like you're in this this place of nothingness and it's it's just barren. And there was a real feeling of being in a vacuum, like an energetic vacuum. Uh, my thoughts wouldn't, I couldn't string two words together really for a couple of months and I found it really, really hard uh, during that time to be here. Um, but things were slowly coming together where I was starting to understand uh, other mental health issues that I had, that I had, you know, I'd come, I'd come out of a really, really violent marriage with two children. Um, and I realised at that time that I had PTSD complex, uh, PTSD, which was an accumulation of all the trauma. Uh, but I suppose Pandora's box had been open really because, and there's a great deal of um, gratitude for that time because finally I was starting to understand why it was that I was behaving in the ways of the ways that I was behaving why it was that other people seemed to be so calm and I had explosive outbursts at the smallest, smallest things. And I realised during that time that I'd hurt a great deal of people by being so reactive and I realised that I didn't want to be like that anymore, that I wanted to change, that I wanted to love people and and for the outside me to reflect, truly reflect who I was on the inside. And so I worked really, really, really hard for the next couple of years doing lots of therapies and all sorts of things to be able to get me to the point where I wasn't reactive anymore, that I wasn't reacting from that wounded, traumatic, traumatised inner child. So, um, what a, wow, what are we up to now? <laughs> oh, my darling one, you're doing so well. It, it's not easy to recount these things. And uh, I think that, you know, this is a common story. I've spoken about this many times on the shows that um, star seeds for the people that volunteered to be a part of the shift uh, where we're going to, to shift the density, to be a to be a healer, to, to transform this world <clears throat> from their broader perspective, from their soul's perspective. They elected to take on a lot of density, a lot of trauma, and they incarnated into families that was fraught with problems and um, and then as humans of course the human game is that we come into these human existences these human incarnations and we forget who we are like that's the game here right that that's the game of life and then we have these rememberings and so what you went through initially was remembering the trauma because you'd blocked it which is like what we do as humans we don't want to you know remember stuff and then you have to remember who you are as somebody that that actually chose it and you chose it not to be victimized by it but to transmute it to transform it because you know when we look at our families when I look at my family they're not going to do the work 
you know, I came into a family fought with violence and trauma and mum and dad are beating each other up and going to hospital and I've been heads cracked open and it was just horrific. And nobody in my family were doing personal growth workshops <laughs> or even going to psychiatrists or psychologists. Like nobody did the work, but I did, you know. So that's what the star seed does. That's what the light weaver, the light worker does. They take on the density and then they transform it in their own uh, life. And as we transform it for ourselves, we shift the DNA. And so the, the, the family, the lineage that comes after us, you know, they don't have to come into the trauma. So we'd love to hear how you transformed your trauma. Mm. Thanks for that, Karen. That is a really, really great point that Karen made is that we have chosen to come here. We've chosen to come here. We've chosen these particular experiences in order to learn what we need to learn. There's also a karmic clearing that occurs. And during that karmic clearing, it can feel like you're in, you know, you're in hell. <laughs> And for all intents and purposes, we may well be energetically as we're dredging up these things and, and clearing them. Um, but we did choose to come here. And so I think I was able to, as we all are, able to attract exactly the right people that I needed at any given time. Um, I know that through the connection with my star clan and my guides and continuing on a personal level to just be better, you know, to be kinder, to be more loving, to be more connected, um, that I was able to continually um, connect more deeply with myself um, and with those around me, with my star clan. Um, how did I transmute the trauma? Forgiveness, there was a, acceptance. Yeah. There was a lot of work around uh, looking at the bigger picture. And so if we, if we, and this is one of the things that my, my Starkland showed me, if we go back to the time before we actually incarnated in this lifetime and we can imagine that there's a huge conveyor belt in front of us and on this conveyor belt, one thing moves along and then we choose it. And then another thing moves along and then we choose it. And so before me stands the choice of where I'm going to live. Okay, cool, I'll pick that one. And then the next thing comes along. Who am I going to be born to? And at that time there are souls that step forward and they say, I'll do that. I'll take up that job. I'll take up that role. I'll play the villain. I'll play the unconditional lover. I'll play the one that's going to teach this soul exactly what it is that she needs to learn so she can evolve because I love her that much. And while I was working with these energies and able to work with the energy of forgiveness that this brought, this understanding that these people that are playing villains in our lives are actually our greatest loves. They're our greatest loves and our greatest support because they have offered they put their hand up and said I will support this soul in their evolution so that they can get to where they need to go and that's a huge huge advantage it's a huge benefit it's a huge gift that we're given in uh, understanding people's roles in our lives and allowing ourselves to rise above the hatred and the anger uh, and have a, a bigger perspective um, around why things are happening 
There was a time that I went through when I, when I put it all together, which is not healthy, by the way. It's probably not a good way to do it. But I remember sitting there and going, bang, 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 this has happened, that's happened, that's happened, that's happened, that's happened. How can one person possibly have so much trauma in their lives? But it wasn't until I realised my place, that my role, the reason that I came here is to actually transmute those lower dense energies. And in so learning how to transmute those lower dense energies, I'm doing it for my past ancestry, I'm doing it for myself in the present and for the collective, and I'm also doing it for my children and your children. There's a great continuum that occurs. Um, And for each and every person that comes through with these dense energies that they've made themselves available to in this lifetime, that's one person that's clearing for the collective. Hallelujah to these brave souls, I tell you. Hallelujah to them to all of us that have come through and chosen to do this. Um, I've been blessed really when I think about it because I've had so many uh, tools available to me. So working with my staff plan has been a huge, huge uh, benefit and gift in uh, up-leveling and upgrading and learning the power of forgiveness and acceptance. Acceptance is, it can be a big one, uh, but it's certainly available to all of us. And going through that, you know, knowing that, we actually stand at this grand conveyor belt and we choose our experiences. What is it that I'm going to learn in this lifetime? Okay, I'm going to learn about forgiveness. I'm going to learn about unconditional love. I'm going to learn about trauma. I'm going to learn about transmuting dense energy because if I can do it, then I can teach you how to do it and then you can teach someone else how to do it and we can all share our wisdom and uh, help each other to ascend and the earth, the planet to ascend. Um, and so, you know, we took up the baton deliberately. We took up the baton to run with so that we can come here and we can share our magic and we can show others um, who may not be in the same position as us and, and open to the energies the way that we are, that they can transmute energy too and exactly how they can do that. Um, about where are we at now? Probably four or five years ago. And this has probably been one of the major healing tools for me. Um, it's been a continual journey that I've sort of I've continued on. I've had great focus on this, um, on healing and, and not having my past affect me in the way that it was because it was so traumatic and it was so destructive. There was a lot of destruction, you know, in the energy that came up and out. That fire energy is great, but if it burns uncontrollably, it becomes destructive and burn down things I did. <laughs> there was no doubt about that. Um, and so probably a couple of years ago, <clears throat> I was doing a Reiki healing session because I'm a Reiki practitioner and I was doing a Reiki healing, Reiki healing session for a client and I could feel this energy burst inside me and then sort of surge up and I was thinking, oh my gosh, what is that? And then I, I, I knew instantly that there was light language that was present that wanted to come up and out. Um, and I can remember. <laughs> can remember because there was still that fear there and I can remember standing over her with my hands over her and like I felt this energy surge up and I was like I didn't want it to come out there was no possible way that I was going to let this energy come out because the fear that was associated previously with this previous experience um and so I didn't (laughs) and then I came home and I was in the shower and then again this energy surged up and out so I allowed it to come and to release and what I found is the more that I did that the more open uh, the channel became 
and the more easily uh, the language found its way up and out. And the more I was able to heal the fear-filled experience that I'd had previously and the more I was able to step into the truth of who I am. Uh, And so since then I've been working with light language and light codes uh, and continuing to strengthen the channel uh, and refine the energy that comes through uh, and share them with others because they are so, so powerful, uh, the light codes and the light language. And uh, I suppose maybe three or four years ago, um, I became very aware of a huge energy uh, that wanted to make itself known to me that had been trying for many years <laughs> to make itself known to me. And uh, when I was in meditation, I would see a particular frequency like I would see a particular color and it was the color of indigo and I could feel that there was a feminine energy attached to this color it wasn't just that I was seeing a color it was a color that was represented it was an energy that was represented by a color Um, and I would be really scared of this and I can remember 20 years ago having this same experience and being absolutely frightened of this huge big powerful energy that I could feel um, and recently when it, well, not recently, probably three or four years ago when it made itself known again, but in a, in a more strong way, um, I got really scared of it and I actually likened it to dark energy because it was so powerful. And at that time, without understanding um, what I needed to understand in order to accept it, uh, I related it to dark energy. It wasn't dark energy. It was actually a beautiful, beautiful being that had worked with me for many, many, many lifetimes. Um, and joined me again <laughs> in this one. Uh, and I can remember standing at the oven cooking and hearing this beautiful, velvety, rich voice, very loving, very wise voice talking to me. And I remember thinking, oh, I know you. I know you and I love you. I just love you so much. <laughs> and uh I remember looking over, I'd just gotten a little dog who I called Indigo. Her name is Indigo. Uh, I just knew that her name had to be Indigo, Indy. Um, and I remember looking over at her and I saw her transpose from a little tiny dog into a massive, huge, big dragon. And, of course, my dragon had made itself known to me. Um, and we've been working together ever since. And so this, even though she's not going to like me like moving her, He's Indy. <laughs> She's got her jumper on again, Kari, because it's cold today. <laughs> so, the, the dragon dog. <laughs> the dragon dog. <laughs> and so she talks to me constantly and I do to her and it's quite beautiful when I speak to her in light language because she just relishes it. She just soaks it all up. Uh, and, of course, whenever I'm doing any sort of work or interviews or any healing work or anything, um, she comes and sits on my lap and joins in all the beautiful energy. Oh, beautiful. The beautiful indie. You know, I don't, I don't know if you want to share this, but um, when I first met Rachel, she was still quite in the trauma, um, especially from her father, because I think that when we remember the abuse that or we retain the abuse that somebody like a parent, you know, places on us, uh, every fibre <laughs> in our being says, but this person's supposed to love and nurture me. How could they have been so cruel? And uh, so you were still very much in the trauma of that. And 
I, do you want to share the session that we did together and when you went into your higher self and met your father's higher self? Because I oh, just thought yeah. that was beautiful. Yeah, thanks, Karen. Um, I was. I was really still caught in that trauma and that, that pain and I hadn't yet come to realise the true meaning of his role in my life uh, and exactly the role that he'd played and what he had given up, I suppose, in order to play that role. I've had more information come through about that too, but I'll, I'll share that too. So I had a session with Karen. There were some things going on in my body and I was getting uh, messages left, right and centre that I needed to pay attention to this energy um, that was dense within my body or I would become quite ill. Uh, and so I booked a message with Karen and <laughs> she, uh, we went to meet my mum uh, who I used to have many, 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 I should have mentioned that actually, I used to have many, many, many travels with her um, during the time that since she passed. Uh, but I went to meet my mum and I remember seeing her as this beautiful, big, shiny, clear, pure light energy. And then... Um, so Karen and I were, Karen took me through some things and, and she said to me, what, are, what is it that your mum came here to teach you? And I said, unconditional love. Everything became apparent in that moment that she was my teacher of unconditional love. Thank goodness. She was just the most wonderful lover of people <laughs> and of me. I was blessed in that way. And then we moved on to my dad. <laughs> and, uh, I remember seeing him in his physical form and, uh, then in his energetic form and his energetic form his light body was bigger and brighter and clearer and more luminescent than my mum and in that moment I realized what a gift he was to me in my spiritual evolution and the role that he played and so Kara said to me, what was his role here? And I said, it's a little bit hard for me. I'm finding this a little bit difficult, but it's almost as though he has come through in this lifetime and given up his chance at evolving by playing the villain, which, of course, is the highest form of unconditional love, isn't it? And so it became very, very clear that all of this was by design, that I had chosen this lifetime with these experiences with these beautiful souls who had in one way or another sacrificed certain things for themselves so that they could bring through these lights that this this star seed this light being and support me in my spiritual evolution and it all made sense in that moment it all completely made sense and I remember being overcome by a huge huge amount of gratitude and unconditional love for my parents and especially for my dad who had hurt me so badly in this lifetime. This was a really pivotal moment. It was a really, really pivotal moment and um, place that I hadn't been before uh, but was so glad that I was there, so, so grateful that I was able to see that. Oh, thanks for sharing that. I think that that is such an important message. Uh, you know, I, I first remember reading about this before I actually um, embodied it in the book's conversation with God. There is a, um, 
the, 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 he did a little book called Little Soul and the Sun and these two souls are having a conversation before they incarnate into this physical density and they're talking about the roles that each one will play and the one that plays the villain, you know, the other soul asks that one, can you play the villain for me so that I can understand what forgiveness is um, and I can understand these things that from my perspective in the sun I don't understand and the one that plays the villain is doing that out of more unconditional love than the one that plays the victim actually and it from our linear human mind perspectives and our ego perspective we find that hard to understand but when you do get in touch with your higher perspective or your multi you know uh, dimensional perspective you get it you completely get it Uh, but as humans we have to keep remembering keep remembering keep remembering keep remembering that all the trauma that we've lived happened for us and not to us. And it's something that many people find hard to remember. Uh, what does Jimmy say here? The light being cloaked as the dark father hits home. Thanks for sharing, Rachel. Yeah, there's like heaps of people commenting on all the platforms. There's so many beautiful comments and, and lots of love coming your way. Um, yeah, from Sugar Bee and... Uh, well, the heaps of people, divine, the, the people's <laughs> Luna, Luna Lotus, Sugar Bee, uh, Divine Natural, all these funny names on YouTube. But, um, and they're loving the dragon, the dragon, the um, indie dog dragon. <laughs> all right. Well, before, before we go into questions, do we want to do questions now or do we want to do some channeling, some light codes? Um, I, I thought we might go into some questions if we can. And, Question, yeah, I'm open to questions. Well, Rachel, Rachel, do you want to come come on camera? Aussie, other Aussie Rachel? Yeah, the Rachel. <laughs> Hi. Um, Hi, Rachel. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing, um, you know, something so intimate and deep. Um, it really helps us all to, to connect and relate to our own experiences, which is similar and help us all heal. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. Um, my question is, which um, which Dar family do you most connect with? Um, you know, where are they from? And can you tell us a bit more about that? I'm still really opening. Thanks, Rachel, for your question. It's a great question. I'm still really opening up to um, remembering more about that. Um, mm-hmm. But the strongest connection I feel is with Vega uh, and the, the bird beings, <laughs> the, blue, the blue beings, um, and I've had confirmation of this throughout my life when I sit back and look at it all, put it all back together. But I'm also in resonance with Arcturian energy, so I channel Arcturians um, and the Pleiadians. And so I really feel as though we're all bits of, you know, we're bits of this and we're bits of that. Throughout our evolution uh, of our energetic beings, I don't believe that we all just come from one particular place, um, that, you know, we've all been to different star systems, um, and different energetic spaces which in, within the galaxy that, that you know, we're, we're doing our best at evolving to the greatest expression of ourselves that we can and that in order to do that, we do that by, you know, being here, there and everywhere and being a bit far. Um, but for now, um, it's certainly vaguer for me, but I'm still opening up to it and still learning more about that. Great. Yeah, thank you. Do you have any idea where you, where you what, what's your strongest connection? 
Um, so yeah, my strongest connection is to the Palladians um, as well as the Syrian um, Syrian star family. So they're my two strongest, um, but also to the Cherub lineage um, from the angelic realm. Mm. So they're my three strongest. And yeah, like you said, it's we've been we've had many different lives, but um, I feel that yeah, I've had sort of the the most lives from the Palladian. Um, yeah, beautiful. We're actually going to do a Pleiadian uh, activation today. Oh, awesome. Exciting. The dragon so, and the light language. So that's what came through when I was asking what I was going to do today. And they're like, do this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Great, we'll do that. <laughs> Rachel, whereabouts are you in Australia? Um, so I was in Melbourne, but I left there last year. Um, so now I'm in the, on the East Coast. So I'm in um, just south of Byron Bay. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Lucky you. Yeah, Yeah, welcome from the flooding, but, yes, otherwise lucky we. Yeah. Yeah. It's been raining, raining, raining. And um, thanks, Rachel. And two Rachels, Rachel, Rachel. And Susie, you've you've got things you want to say. So um, I'd like you to talk about dragons. Uh, I, I just bought a new, see if you can see this. This is an instrument yesterday, but it's got a big dragon across it. Wow. And I, 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 uh, I'm listening to the book by, um, oh, I forget her name, but she, her, the 11th chapter says, meet your dragons. And you listen to that. And I, she said, you just ask. And I started, and everything i got a somebody gave me a dragon crystal and i i went by and i saw dragons everywhere going downtown and i mean it was crazy so please would you talk a little bit more about dragons i love your little puppy that's a cool story (laughs) i love it but i just love dragons and i'm just so hungry to figure out how to get more of them in my life and i heard if you get a gold dragon you get a lot more money so i'm looking for a gold one Thank you, Rachel. You're so awesome. I love, I love you. You make me, you make me feel so at home with my life. I mean, you really do. Explaining what you've been through makes me feel safe. Thank you. Oh, Susie, that's lovely. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that that's what you get from this today. Yeah. Um, Susie, Susie, I just want to tell you, Sugar Bee on on YouTube says that she loves your hat. <laughs> <laughs> you perfectly combine. You perfectly matchy matchy there, Susie. You've got. The head in the back, the, the hat in the backdrop just looks beautiful. Well, <laughs> and, and the dress, and uh, I don't know if you know, but I got an orange bra to match the dress. So, <laughs> I mean, it works out, right? My first degree was in fashion design, and I'm having so much fun trying to keep up. But I, I just, you made me feel so, so comfortable. But talk about dragons a little bit for us. Okay. Uh, is the book that you're reading Diana Cooper? By Diana Cooper? No. Uh, uh, Something Saint Germain. Uh, Maureen, oh, Maureen Saint Germain. Maureen, yeah. And yeah. her 11th chapter, she's got a book called uh, uh, Waking Up in 5D. And the 11th yes, chapter, yes. I listened to it over and over and over because she talks about, and she's got a physicist husband who asks her to call on her dragons when they're in traffic and crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's very so cool. I just love it. So, yeah, talk to us about that. You're so awesome. Oh. I've, I've read that book too. Um, Diana Cooper has some really great stuff out as well um, and a lot of um, activations that can that are really, really great. Um, I think her 
book is called. I've got it here actually. Dragons. <laughs> called Dragons. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's got some great books. So dragons, dragons are here at the moment. Um, it's almost like a portal has been opened. And there was a portal opened around 2012 and again in 2016 uh, where the planet has become flooded with dragons and dragon energy. And so uh, dragons are here to help us remember who we are. They're here to remember joy, for us to connect to joy and to have fun. Uh, They're here to help us connect to love, but also to connect to wisdom, to our innate wisdom. And through being able to ground our wisdom, into this physical form, into this physical life and share it with others, then uh, that means that what we're doing is helping with the ascension of humanity and the planet. And so uh, dragons are really uh, very easy to connect with. If you want to call in your dragon, you can do it in meditation. You can do it just now. Just say, I really want to meet you. Can you come in and talk to me? Can you know show me uh, evidence of your presence in my life? Show me the connection that I have with you. Um, and then, you know, you're going to ask for their name. So I've got one, two, three, three main dragons at the moment that are, that are working with me. I've got um, a four-headed fire dragon uh, and I have a earth dragon and another one, like a galactic dragon called Celestia, which is Indy. Indy is the physical form of my energetic um, drag, galactic dragon called Celestia. And so it's really, really easy to connect with them. They uh, are very, very powerful beings and they like to get in very quickly and do the work and then get out and then have fun. But there's really no mucking about, you know, it's either being quite serious and doing the work or having fun, but have fun they will. And so they tend to bring a lot of joy and laughter and love to your life. Um, they can help with all sorts of different things. So, yes, I, I remember reading that too, Susie. Um, about the, the the traffic and it works so I was driving up the coast not long ago and there was traffic jams everywhere and I was like oh I've got to sit in this traffic and I remember what she'd said and I called in my dragon I said dragon you drive for me let the dragons do the driving and all of a sudden oh here I was putting along driving along and all of a sudden the car moved this way and then another car in front of me moved that way and there was just a clear path all the way up um and so it was brilliant um, also, uh, when I'm looking for a park, I always ask the dragons to go uh, higher, uh, you know, give me the higher perspective, um, the aerial view, if you will, of, of where it is a really good park. And so you can learn to work with the elements with the dragons. There's, of course, the fire, um, air, water and earth. And we're going to call in the dragons when we open the circle later. Um, and, yeah, learning to work with them, they can do great, great things within your life. So. Different dragons will uh, help you with different things. So fire is about transmuting energy. Water is about finding uh, with ease and grace uh, how to move around obstacles and being more fluid, um, being the energy of, of giving and taking. Uh, earth dragons will help with grounding and bringing your mission into this earth and, and really uh, grounding it into the physical and sharing it with the world. What also we've got air is, is wonderful for communication um, and finding peaceful, loving, respectful communication. Um, there's so many things that they can help us with. The list is endless. What else can I think of off the top of my head? They work with the angelic kingdoms. 
They do. They do work with the angelic kingdom, the kingdoms. It's as though they uh, work hand in hand and they also uh, act as a bridge for our star clan. It's almost like uh, they're an energetic step up. If you're not quite at that place where you're able to energetically connect with the higher realms, the higher realms of the star clan realms, um, then um, the dragons sort of act as an in-between man, if you will, a middleman. Um, that can help us to to connect with our star clan. So they come in a lot when I'm doing activations and things with people um, connecting with their star clans. Susie, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I was. Uh, I was guided um, to Anne McCaffrey's books. I don't know if you know them. They're they're science fiction and they're they're old. I think she died already. But uh, I I started with them uh, probably oh. 12, 15 years ago, and everybody has a fire lizard and all these dragons, it's on another planet. But I was just so entranced by this that when I read uh, uh, Maureen St. Germain's book uh, and the 11th chapter, I play it over and over at night. I listen to it at night when I can't sleep. I just, because when I, when I ask, it says, ask, she said, ask for the names of your dragons. And I got two names instantly, and it was just like, I, I think I've been feeding on this energy for a long time, but I just didn't know it. And when she said, um, she said, look for it, I mean, everywhere I looked, I went, I went, I went driving and I looked, I saw a red dragon restaurant, and there was dragons, I mean, and I didn't know. She said she didn't know for a long time, but then she realized she was taking pictures of dragons, and she had bought her son a little baby dragon. So I think it's magical. And I think they, I think it's like the angels. They grow. If we ask for their help, they grow, but we, they won't help us unless we ask. So I'm asking for my dragons and I still want a gold one. I need, I need a financial dragon right now. <laughs> I love you. You're so awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thanks. Susie. I um. I remember, so I have another fire dragon called Aurora, and I remember asking for her name, and it came through through very, very uh, clearly that her name was Aurora. And at that time, I worked with children um, also, and I was working with a family, and he had this beautiful red dragon. And I remember at that specific moment while I was at work saying to them, are you sure that that's what the name is? Like I doubted myself. You know how we doubt ourselves, right? And I remember thinking, saying to them very clearly are you sure that's what the name is and I got it again Aurora and I said oh can you give me a sign that that's what it is and at that very moment this little boy walked in with this beautiful big red dragon and I heard them say to me look at the tag on it and I picked it up and I looked at the tag that said Aurora (laughs) I was like yay (laughs) that's exactly what it is that was my confirmation and it will come through very fast it will come through very clear the energy of dragons is very swift it's very um it's filled with clarity if you're having problems determining something you know two things or even more and you can't you're confused and you can't quite seem to find clarity call in the dragons because the dragons will give you that clarity it's like they have laser focus that will just cut through all the dross and just give you that absolute clarity that you need. Oh, I love that. We even got a snort out of you today, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) That happens when I have like a really big laugh and I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
because anyway, we've got lots of comments. People are loving this. Dragonflies bring back my childhood, Sugar Bee says. They love clotheslines and where they sneak behind them and catch them. Yeah, dragonflies. People love their dragonflies. I've always been into unicorns and wolves. Dragons love them too. Uh, Ryan S. There's wonderful shows, you guys. Thank you. And I needed to hear that in my life. Divine Natural says, I have no idea which one is for me. Channel more than 15 kinds of light language, but don't know how to recognize which one of that and where it's from. I think that was back when we were talking about light language. Has anybody else got any other questions about dragons or light codes for Rachel in the Zoom? Just put up your little yellow hand or your other color hands. Everyone's very quiet. But, yeah, do you want to talk about your light codes? Sure. I actually um, I brought, I put aside some uh, light, light codes there to, to show you if you'd like to see. Um, but light codes and light language are a beautiful gift that's been, um, that we've been given access to. And again, uh, I'm seeing around 2016 that there was a huge influx of light light energy into Mother Earth. Um, and so the light codes that are available to us travelling through the sun, they, they are shared from the grand central sun that is then uh, filtered in through our sun and then onto us, these beautiful light codes. And for those of you don't, that don't know uh, much about light codes or light language, uh, light codes are really a powerful tool to assist us, assist us with um, evolving and healing um, and ascension that we may not have otherwise had um, access to. There was a time that the light codes were not streamed into to the earth because, uh, you know, in times gone by they fell into the wrong hands and they were used against people rather than for the highest good. Um, but it's very, very different now. And they're a combination of multi-dimensional light sound and vibration and information all sort of captured in a snapshot um, and laid in physical form um, using dots and lines or using the voice or using movement um, or any type of vibration they come through you know toning can be a type of um, light language also and they hold an energetic frequency and ancient wisdom so great that it's beyond our lineal understanding. It's beyond um, our ability to understand exactly what it is with the 3D mind. But that's the great gift of light codes and light language is that it takes us out of the 3D mind and into the heart, which is where we're moving as we ascend to the fifth dimension. It's about the feeling brain rather than the thinking brain um, and being able to intuit and discern information through the heart rather than through the brain. They really encourage us to expand our consciousness uh, and awareness far beyond what we see physically and think linearly. Again, a great gift um, because this is really expanding our abilities uh, and our connection um, to the physical earth, earth and to our uh, energetic selves. And they really help us to understand what we don't know and what we can't put into words. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, about ourselves in the universe. Um, they're a magnificent tool for healing um, and connection um, and there is great, great information that comes through with them. So 
what I might do, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Can I share my screen, Tara? Can you? Was yeah. It, is it, is it oh, it says host disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, okay. Let me make you co-host because I'm on Sheila's. I'm on Sheila's Zoom. Where are you? Here we go. Make co-host. There we go. Now you should be able to. Okay. I'll show you this one. So this came through on Lionsgate. It's actually not. I don't know if you can see that. It's not full screen. I don't know how to fix it. Sorry, guys. Um, this light code came through on Lionsgate 2020. Um, and this was really about uh, bringing through the light codes that connect us even more strongly with the Grand Central Sun. Uh, you can see the lines and dots here actually uh, encapsulate or hold uh, different frequencies and energies that um, are introduced to our energetic field uh, and allow upgrades and healing uh, in a way that we really don't have access to anything else. Like there's nothing else that really does it in this way. Um, this is a beautiful gift. So that's yeah, that's the Grand Central Sun. The way I understand light codes and language of light really is the, the way that the galactics communicate is so different to the way us humans communicate. Like the way we communicate is so slow. Yes. <laughs> it's so, it's like being on slow motion turned up format. So they communicate telepathically, you know, telepathically. They can like throw a packet of energy at you, which would be like a two hour conversation that you can receive in an instant. Um, the analogy has been given. It's like if you, if you put a, a movie or, <laughs> somebody if you give somebody a dvd the minute you give it to them they've received the information but the information if you draw it out is like two hours long you know and, and so light codes are the same light codes and light language they speak beyond the linear logical mind going straight into the subconscious or into the superconscious, um delivering information or delivering remembrance that the soul understands that can activate within the linear human mind. Is that making sense? Absolutely. And that's a great explanation. They're really, they're light waves um, and the light waves carry the vibration and frequency and, the, and information. Mm. And so this information is way beyond our little human form. Yeah. <laughs> but when we look at it, we can, there's a, there's a, a feeling of remembrance. There's a feeling of connection and like, Oh, I've seen this before, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not, it's not as though we're introducing something new. We're remembering, we're remembering yeah. that this is who we are and this is how we communicate. And it's a library of information. It's an absolute yeah. library of information that's carried on a particular dot or line or uh, vibration. Exactly. Um, and, and, we have to, and we have to look at it outside of trying to understand it, you know, like the logical mind says, let me work this out. Let me try and understand that. I think that when we stop trying to understand it, can we see a couple of those other ones? Yes. We're going to try and figure out how I can do that. <laughs> oh, can't you just like scroll along? Hang on. Uh, this one. There was a great question on YouTube. Uh, there's been he heaps, but um, as I was scrolling through them, 
I think it was Ryan S said, how do I connect to my higher self? Mm. I thought, oh, let Rachel have a stab at that one. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, so this is the one that we did together, Karen. This is the uh, alignment for the new earth energy. Ah, beautiful. So when they come through, and I'll answer your question, Ryan, because that's a really great question. Um, uh, When they come through, they come through to me in layers. So for this one, I saw the smaller circle on the bottom and then the big circle in the middle and then the small circle on the top. That was the first layer. Um, And then the another detailed layer will come in so the bigger shapes in the middle of the big circle came in and then the third there's always three it always comes in in three um and then the the smaller um details came in and they actually sit in my energetic field they drop into my energetic field excuse me and they sit there until i release them they sit there until i ground them into some sort of physical form whether it's light language or uh, through actually drawing light codes And there's one other I wanted to show you. This is really super powerful. So these are part of the Dragon Code series that I'm doing. Uh, And this is a fire code. It's a fire light code. And this, and I can feel it churning away some of the energy in my solar plexus at the moment. Um, This is really, really powerful for um, penetrating some very dense energy. That type of energy that would have made me sick all those years ago, this is the the, the light codes that will help to penetrate that and um, break it up and disperse it because you're working with the energy of fire and it's a dragon-like fire code, uh, mm-hmm. fire light code. And so this is really, really, really powerful, this one. Again, you can see the dots and lines and uh, on the inside of the triangle there, there's some written light language. I'd love to hear how it's affecting people when they look at it. Like, do you just think it's a pretty picture? Do you think, oh, it confuses me? Um, Doc Duchess Carla says on YouTube, I can feel this one. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, because that's where we need to come at it from. It's not a matter of understanding it. If we're trying to understand it through the 3D lineal mind, we're missing the gift. And and Mo A says, I can feel that light fire code. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys on, on Zoom, cat's eyes, strong energies. How's it affecting you? Let's hear from you. Who's getting anything? Oh, it's raining again in Sydney. What a change. Anybody? 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 Oh, well, do you want to, while we've got nobody saying anything, we are immortal. So are you, it says on. Yeah, there's heaps. I'm loving this topic. Great conversation. I want to channel light. Uh, Mo A says, um, do you want to have a, a go at how we connect to our higher self, which was the question that Ryan asked? Mm-hmm. So we are always constantly connected to our higher selves. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to be anything. We don't need to see anyone. We're always connected to our higher selves. But what you can do is to open and clear the channel. Um, to allow the energy to flow freely um, between the lower self, the lower self as in our physical body, um, and the higher self, the oversoul. And so the way that we can do this is to um, see a channel that that uh, starts at the crown chakra 
and connects up and out, up and out into the cosmos. And, if you know, it helps me when I'm doing it, when I started to do this and, and started to realise that there's a whole lot more than just me here um, and that I'm constantly always um, connected to my innate wisdom because of my connection to my higher self. Uh, it always helps me to, and there's something actually, <clears throat> wrote it down. When I am doing my morning practice, because I do my morning practices every morning, there's a process, I suppose, that I do that enables me to keep the channel open. And so I see a channel that's actually um, extending from the uppermost parts of the cosmos. And so that's the God self. That's where, you know, God creator source sits in the uppermost parts of the cosmos. And then I see that channel move down um, and connect in with my star clan next. Uh, whoever that is, and it doesn't matter whether you know who your star clan is or not. Um, if you set the intention to connect to your star clan, then you will connect to your star clan. And then after that, I see that channel run down um, into my higher self. And I see that huge expanded oversoul that has the um, knowledge and experiences from every other lifetime that I've been in. Uh, and every other experience that I've, I've taken part in or been um, part of, um, and I see that channel completely cover the oversoul or um, expand around the oversoul. Uh, and then I see myself and I see that channel run down over my physical body. I also see that channel connecting with my heart because we want to get connected more with our heart than our mind. And then I see that channel escape down through my feet uh, and into Mother Earth so that I'm constantly grounded. And this is a really, really great way of opening to our higher knowing um, and connecting in with our innate wisdom, our sacred knowledge. Um, that is a whole lot more than just what we linear, linear, oh, I don't be able to say this, linearly know with our 3D mind. And this is how we can connect into our huge, huge uh, source of wisdom. I hope mm. that answers the question. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to um, stop sharing your screen now? Su Susan Sorry. says, it feels creepy to me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some, some, depending on where you're at and the density and, you know, different things that you're doing, some of the light codes may feel quite heavy to you, but there's a reason for that. So I remember pulling through or bringing through, channeling a light code that I sit with me and it's a code for connection and um, I remember thinking, wow, that feels so heavy. Like it feels really not heavy as in dark, but just heavy. Like there's a, there's a strong, deep connection. Um, and so, you know, I, I have this in my room where I'm sitting at the moment. Um, and I realized that that's actually my anchor. It's my anchor that, uh, keeps me connected the, uh, in the most powerful way, actually, um, yeah. than any of the other light codes that I, have done. Deborah has a question here. Where are you, Deborah? Oh, sorry, you're, you're you're going in and out. Deborah, Deborah, do you want to come on? Do you want to come on camera? No, probably not. Or do you want me just to ask oh, you a it question? Says here that recordings pause too. Is it meant to be? Yeah, my internet, my internet's unstable. Yeah. Are we going? Are we going in and out? But anyway, she says, "What does the constant hissing in the ears mean?" Constant hissing? Hissing. Hissing. 
Ask your clan. Ask your mom. I am asking them now. So what they're giving me is um, I'm hearing the word connection, but um, they're relating it to so some of us, and I know I do, I get um, ringing in my ears, but like a high-pitched ringing in my ears. And this is often messages that are coming through from our star clan um, and uh, frequencies and vibrations that are coming through. The hissing in your ears, first of all, I'd go and get it checked, seriously, <laughs> uh, to make sure, and this is always a good rule of thumb uh, with anything that's happening within our bodies, to make sure that it's not a physical ailment. Uh, but I'm actually hearing for you that it's a, it's a, it's a connecting and that it's actually going to evolve onto something else. It's not going to stay with the hissing. It's going to change into something else. Sorry, Karen. Yeah, that that Sorry, there's a bit of internet because it's pouring again here in Sydney. I don't know if that's making any um, uh, any difference to the internet, but the internet's sort of dropping in and out. Um, yeah, look, Rachel and I had lunch recently and uh, we were talking about how our hair is falling out and um after the the, some of the symptoms after we had the flu or as it's now been renamed you know what COVID-19 people call the flu COVID-19 now but uh at the beginning of the year we talked about this with Geraldine Orozco we had a show I had a show talking all about how we're having physical DNA upgrades and it is affecting us physically and there's been a lot of channeled messages coming through that what we are calling this um, virus that's going over the planet is actually people letting go of density, letting go of toxins and having um, physical changes in their body as they're able to hold different frequencies, higher frequencies. But Rachel got a whole channeling on all the symptoms. Do you want to talk about that? Sure. Let me see. I've got it here actually. Uh, and so while I was unwell, I'm, I'm such a curious person and I just love to find out things and I'm constantly asking questions and I will go down the rabbit hole time after time after time because I'm constantly, you know, one question will lead to another. And so while I had my downtime with the flu, <clears throat> I was asking them, what's this mean and what's that mean and why are we having this and what purpose is this serving? And so they came through um, with a whole lot of very detailed, very clear information. Uh, and so it came through and it had before, we'd gotten this information before that this is actually a light body upgrade um, and that huge amounts of light are being introduced to the body and that it's actually taking us out in order that uh, we rest enough for the upgrade to take effect and to be mm, integrated uh, in a way that serves us well. Um, this The severity of what uh, this flu brings is in direct relation to the work that you've done before. So you're, if you're at a point where you haven't done a great deal of energetic work, um, you may find it quite challenging because upgrades can be. They make us stretch in ways that we probably haven't before and that stretching can be really uncomfortable, can feel really uncomfortable. And so um, they brought through a whole lot of things about the light body, the grid um, around our physical body, around what each um symptom means uh and so if we have a look here the loss of appetite is actually showing us how little 
Um, we need to eat because there's a huge emotional dependence upon food for us. And so every time that we're eating, we need to stop and ask ourselves, am I feeding my emotions or am I feeding my body? If the answer is that we're feeding our emotions, then they're the emotions that we need to look at um, and become the the beautiful, loving parent of the inner child that's really um, experiencing these emotions and trying to stuff them down with food. And I have absolutely done that in the past. Um, the temperature, the temperature that we uh, experience um, with the shaking and the cold and the burning is the hot and the higher temperature, the hot is burning away all lower dense energies and frequencies that may have been hard to uh, permeate and disperse before. Um, any of the dense energies not in alignment with the energy of the crystalline light body or where we're going as a collective. Um, the shaking, the cold breaks up what has remained and literally gives us a good shake-up, enabling a release of these energies from its dense hold. What else was interesting in here? Dizziness. Oh, I found this really interesting because I've had many issues with dizziness in the past. And now that they've brought through this information, it makes so much sense. So they said that it's an absolute recalibration, uh, a sense of being off balance and anchoring the new energies while still releasing the old. So there's that feeling or that that sense of having one foot in the old camp, one foot in the old and one foot in the new. Um, And that we can choose to move into the new energies with ease and grace while effortlessly releasing the old and that this will help to calm the dizziness because then we're actually on more solid ground, we've got more solid footing. Um, I found this one lovely. So for the people that I've spoken to that have had the flu, uh, especially ones, most of my friends who are very clearly connected to their, their higher selves or their, you know, God source. Um, something that they came through with was that there was a disconnection that they felt as though, uh, their teams weren't there, that they were sort of out there floating on their own. And so I asked them about this and they said that it's a complete shutdown while the energy of the crystalline body is overlaid, activated and strengthened. Uh, it's reserving energy. And then they went on to say, and I found this lovely, they came through and said that we are still being held by them. They've taken a step back while we integrate the energies. They are in complete trust of the process and are encouraging us to be too. There is nothing else we have to do but to lean into the beautiful opportunity of this upgrade. I thought that was lovely. And the hair, losing of the hair. So, uh, yeah, this has been a big one. (laughs) Um, I've had this a lot. I've heard this a lot um, amongst our friends, Karen, um, and uh, losing hair. So it came through a little while ago that our hair is actually antenna. And it's through these antenna that we're able to pick up refined energies um, and then uh, transmute the information in a way that we can sort of understand it. Um, And so these antenna pick up and relay refined energies Acting as a communication centre and link to the physical and energetic world around us. Once we've had the flu and the crystalline light body has been activated, some will lose hair and then regrow regrow new antenna that is able to hold and transmit a higher frequency. So I love that because I can I can see my hair starting to grow back. So every time I look at it, I'm like, woohoo! I've got new new antenna <laughs> that can hold a higher frequency. And so this information came through. Uh, from the Arcturians. I've been channeling the Council of Elders, which is the highest group of the Arcturians for about the last 17 years, um, and they constantly bring through lots and lots of information to me. So that was some of that. Moving yeah. forward, the way that we can best um, 
support ourselves is through a high vibe diet, drinking lots of purified water, um, finding a place of love and acceptance for ourselves as we continue to grow into and accept um, and connect more deeply with who it is that we are, like the real, the truth of who we are and what it is that we're here to do. Um, sleeping, you know, getting enough sleep. It's all about loving ourselves and uh, really treating ourselves as the divine temple that we are. Yeah, absolutely. Such a great channeling and there's more to it. And uh, Rachel has started, just started her YouTube channel and she put up more, it's more in depth on her YouTube channel. What what did you call your YouTube channel, Rachel? Rachel Burns. <laughs> Rachel Burns. There you go. I, but the thing is that it's brand spanking new. So if you Googled like, because YouTube is Google, if you put in Rachel Burns, probably my show or this would show up. So um Maybe we need to put in a link. But, uh, yeah, as we were talking about the hair, because you and I were sort of talking about the hair, because it's kind of distressing with all your hair falls out. Like I felt like, honestly, I felt like a chemotherapy patient. I'd wash my hair and I'd just have handfuls of hair falling out. And my hair is so wispy thin. It feels like fairy floss now. I used to have a lot of hair. Uh, It's thin, but I used to have a lot of it. And I was thinking um, about the antenna thing, you know, like, but there are a lot of ETs that are completely bald. They don't have hair. Why don't they have hair? And then the guidance came to me that, um, well, humans need the antenna because humans haven't got the agility of their mental capacity like an ET does. Once you've developed your mental capacity to be able to focus in multidimensional streams and, and communicate telepathically and project your consciousness and you understand how to do all that, you don't really need that extra antenna as the hair. And I thought, oh, right, that makes total sense. You know, like humans are like babies. We're babes in the wood when it comes to understanding our mental faculty you know we get upset and when we stay in upset and we don't even understand that by simply changing a thought we can change our whole circumstances and the agility of their mental capacity that the higher civilizations have is just so beyond where humans are collectively at the moment so we need all the help we can get lots more hair please <laughs> to be able to receive Lots of hair, lots of hair, lots of hair. I mean, you think of um, primitive humans, they were like hair everywhere, all over them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but so we're upgrading to a, a new species here on planet Earth. Has anybody else got any questions? Um, Restream just sent me a message saying, um, what does Sugar Bee say? I hate letting go of all the hair long. Stop dyeing your hair. But Restream said you've had over 100 messages. So there's been lots of messages. Thanks, Restream, for um, telling me that we've had over 100 messages. But anyone on Zoom, anybody, anybody, you're all very quiet today. Are you missing, are you missing Sheila? <laughs> what does constant hissing? We've had that. Even Venus, Venus has OM and anchor-like symbols. Love it. Enchanting. Thank you. Well, what we might do to finish off, if there's no more questions, I know there's probably heaps heaps on um, YouTube, uh, is we might do a bit of a activation and some um, galactic, some maybe some dragon, what do you say? Just yeah, the absolutely. Guides. Yeah, you, you, they, they, Palladian, you said that they wanted to do something Palladian, so go for it, hun. Thank you. So I always step out of the way when I'm doing stuff like this and I ask what it is that they would like me to bring through. And so the information I got today is that we're going to do a Pleiadian activation with a Pleiadian blue rose. 
which is the Christ light. It's a 33-petaled blue rose. Um, And, of course, we're going to open a circle um, of divine, clear light and that will act as a portal for us. And we're going to do that using the dragons. And so this is part of my... um, Morning practices, every day I do this. Um, I call in my dragons um, and I open a circle using dragon energy. Amazingly powerful. As I speak the, the light language, because light language will also come through and, and provide healing um, and love, like just the most beautiful love energy. Um, as I'm doing that, allow yourself to drop out of the mental mind and to drop into the heart and to. Stop the thinking and start the feeling. Feel the words, feel the vibration rather than thinking about it um, and uh, perhaps even allowing it to be a barrier to receiving the information that and the activation, the energy that wants to come through today. And so with so much love, I hope you so enjoy this. It's just beautiful. I invite you all to sit back gently in your seats and close your eyes over. And as I can feel our dragons around us now, pay attention attention to your breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And with each in-breath, raising the tongue to the roof of the mouth and drawing that air in through your nose. And on the out-breath, dropping the tongue from the roof of the mouth and allowing that air to escape out through your mouth. And breathing in, breathing that air right down through your nose, down through your throat, feeling each shoulders, each arm, your hands, and continuing to breathe at a pace that is comfortable for you. On the next in-breath, pulling that air right down and watching it, feeling it, recognising it, hearing it as it moves down through the chest and fills the chest and lands in the pelvis in a beautiful big red balloon. With each in-breath now, as you raise your tongue to the roof of your mouth, draw that air right down into this balloon. You see, hear, feel or recognise this balloon fill in all directions, out to the front, out to the back and either side. And that balloon on each in-breath expands and expands and expands. And on the exhale now, as you drop the tongue and allow the air to escape out through your mouth, that balloon completely deflates, hollowing out your belly, allowing the shoulders to stay in place, with your belly being the only thing that is rising and falling. And I invite you to continue filling this beautiful red balloon, watching as it expands, and allowing the air to release from this balloon, hollowing out your belly. As we open the circle and call in the dragons, to the dragons of the north, fire dragons, lend us your endurance so we may continue on our journey. Teach us how to be still mid-flight amongst all the chaos and guide us to drink from the sweet nectars of life. Clear and burn all lower, dense energies and transmute them to higher frequencies. Frequencies of determination and inspiration, 
power, trust, direction, love, hope and joy. Grandmothers and grandfathers, come and warm your hands by our fire. Whisper words of wisdom to us in the winds. We honour you, those who have come before us. Thank you for all your wisdom shared and all your experiences. We honour you, those who have come after us, our children, their children and their children's children. We thank you. De Sundui Gumburi Eta O our Oikatai Handishin Eru Kutash. Mkur Oya Aishin de Ek to Urikumbui Kataru Katai. To the dragons of the east, air dragons, come to us from the land of the rising sun. Help us to rise above earthly matters. Keep us under your wing and show us the mountains we only dare to dream of and how to soar above its heights. Lend us your eyes, give us a higher perspective and share with us inspiration and hope. Show us the way of clear, honest and respectful communication. Teach us how to be one with source energy, how to fly gracefully wing to wing with the great Sophia, the great spirit. We thank you. To the dragons of the south, earth dragons, great serpent, wrap your coils of light around us. Teach us to shed the past the way you shed your skin. Show us how to connect with earth, how to ground our being, our work, our mission into this physical life and be one with abundance and prosperity. Clear the path ahead for us. Clear the blockages, clear the land and clear the ley lines. Show us to walk the beauty way, to walk softly on Mother Earth, with our bellies towards Mother Earth so we can hear her heartbeat and hear her calling. We thank you. To the dragons of the West, water dragons, show us the way of love and peace and to live impeccably with truth and integrity from our heart space. Teach us how to open to the energy of giving and receiving. Open and clear our creative centre, birthing and bringing to life our divine creations. Show us how to flow easily around objects and challenges and to move forward with grace and tranquility. Show us how to connect to flow with ease and grace and to maintain constant movement of Christ light within ourselves and within the waters of the planet. Clear our channel to our psychic abilities and intuition so that we may have clear connection with source and with our higher selves. Show us how to have right relations with ourselves, with the planet, with our community, with all sentient beings, with all living beings. We thank you. Mother Earth, Great Mother, Hachimama, Mother Gaia, we thank you for your bountiful beauty, nurturance and sustenance. 
We thank you for being the external reflection to our internal worlds. We gather here today for the healing and celebration of all your children, the stone people, the plant people, the four-legged, the two-legged, the creepy crawlers, the fin, the furred, the feathered, and the winged, all our relations. We thank you. Father Sky, Indy Sun, Grandmother Moon and Star Nation beings, Great Spirit, the Great Sophia, you who are known by a thousand names, you who are the unnameable one, we thank you. We thank you for gathering us here today in this time-space reality. We thank you for guiding us by your light to live another day, to dance another dance, to sing our soul song on the earth, guiding us by your light, illuminating our path forward. We thank you. The great in-between. I place my hand on my heart and feel my heartbeat beating as one with Mother Earth. I give thanks for the I am presence. I give thanks for being the temple of light, the source of light, from within, extending to without. We thank you. And the circle is now open. Continuing to bring attention to your breath and breathing into your belly. Filling that beautiful big red balloon. Following the breath in through the nose and down into that balloon and on the out breath, allowing that air to escape out through the mouth and emptying, hollowing out that beautiful red balloon. On the next in-breath now, bring your attention to the soles of your feet. See, hear, feel or recognise beautiful big grounding roots growing from the bottom of your feet. And on the next exhale now, we push those roots down through the grass, down through the dirt, down through the rocks down through the molten lava and into the centre of the earth where these roots wrap themselves around the core of Mother Earth. In this core is a beautiful crystal clear aquamarine crystal. This crystal connects us with the innate knowledge, wisdom, sacred knowing of Mother Earth. This holds the information of everything that was, everything that is, and everything that ever shall be. And on the next in-breath now, we watch those roots as they shoot back up into the cosmos, into the most uppermost parts of the cosmos, and continue to travel back down into our crown chakra, forming a beautiful loop. As it reaches our crown chakra now, we can see that it is a crystalline rod a pure channel of light, filled vibration and frequency. This crystalline rod now travels down through the crown chakra, down through the third eye, down through the throat, 
and into the heart. Where we see this now change into a small spot of light. As we continue to connect with the breath, this spot of light on the in-breath expands and expands and expands. Filling our chest completely. And as we continue to breathe at a pace that is comfortable for you, this light continues to expand, filling our complete energetic body, our whole energetic field. This huge ball of light now becomes a vortex. And as it is spinning, we see that there is a leaf on the outermost part of the vortex. The leaf is spinning around and around and around. And we realise that we are the leaf. Continuing to breathe gently and deeply. We see, hear, feel or recognise this leaf now pass through the bottom of the vortex. And as we pass through the bottom of this vortex into a space of everything and nothingness, we know that we are in the heart space. From the deliciousness of the heart space now, we call upon the Pleiadian dragon, a beautiful, omniscient, regal, powerful, all-knowing, blue Pleiadian dragon. And we ask that it comes close enough that we can feel its breath. See, hear, feel or recognise now a 33-petaled Pleiadian blue rose. This rose holds the divine, pure Christ light. And on the next in-breath now, this beautiful blue Pleiadian dragon places the blue rose into your heart chakra. As this blue rose is placed into your heart chakra, it activates the Christ light within you. I accept this healing with gratitude and reverence. And the dragon replies to us. Now 
This beautiful Pleiadian rose raises the heart vibration and aids in the ascension of mankind and heals anything preventing the perfect activation and healing of this chakra. It holds ancient, advanced and sacred knowledge of the heart and aids in all our ascension. On the next in-breath now, see, hear, feel or recognise a burst of light from the heart chakra. As this Pleiadian blue rose is fully activated. And know that it will enter each and every of the other main chakras and activate there also. I am loved and I am worthy. I am safe and I am free. I am divinely guided and protected. I connect freely and deliberately with the one true prime creator source energy, with my star clan, with my higher self, with my heart and with Mother Earth. On the next in-breath now, we become aware of our feet and on the next exhale, we push those beautiful big planter roots out from the bottom of our feet and allow them to burrow down into the middle of Mother Earth where once again they connect, wrap themselves around the core at the centre of the earth, this beautiful aqua marine crystal, a master crystal, holding everything that was, everything that is and everything that ever shall be. And on the next in-breath now, we pull that, those grounding roots, right up into the cosmos where we see it change now into a beautiful channel of divine light, luminescent, pure love force energy that now cascades down through our crown chakra and continues to fill our whole energetic body. On the next in-breath now, we allow that light to enter in through the heart and radiate outwards, sharing with everyone and everything that we come in contact with. Wriggle your, your fingers, wriggle your toes, bringing your attention back to my voice and to this now moment, calling yourself present, 
Have a little stretch if you like. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We're going to close it off now. I just wanted to say, um, uh, I'll leave you with that beautiful energy. Susie, hi, Karen, sometimes. Not a lot of questions here. Um, uh, next week we have, I had invited somebody else to come and join us called Courtney Beck, who was um, <clears throat> working in the corporate world and her partner got sick and she started meditating and had a full-on kundalini awakening as you do, and uh, is channeling all the um, masters, Krishna, Isis, but she couldn't make it. So I invited somebody else to come on. If you want to check out Courtney's work, you go to my um, YouTube channel or my website and you'll see Courtney Beck. Her work is amazing. She puts out all her channel books for free for people to read. And uh, uh, Jane Ellsworthy, who is a shamanic galactic Syrian Palladian, another galactic gown from down under, I, I connected with Jane to fill in for Courtney. And um, and she said, I don't know if you know, but we moved out to Broken Hill. Do you know where Broken Hill is, Rachel? It's like in the middle of Australia. It's like out in the desert. So she's out there in Broken Hill. Hopefully she'll have decent internet to connect with us but she's a, um, a, shaman, a shaman as well as a galactic channel and she makes drums and she plays the drum and takes us on journeys and all sorts of things I haven't caught up with Jane for years but um, so she'll be our guest next week uh, in the uh, conscious awakening conversations and hopefully everyone's feeling blissed out and connected to your higher selves and your dragon after that amazing <laughs> that amazing um, meditation and activation with the dragon energy isn't rachel's voice amazing how deep it goes when she's channeling the uh channeling the dragons uh lots of love coming to you from youtube that was amazing so powerful thank you thank you thank you rachel enjoy the rest of your evening good night folks thank you so much yeah lots of love coming your way from the mob on youtube and also from the mob in uh thank you that was wonderful susan says here in the in the zoom room so remember, if you're watching this on Portal to Ascension or New Realities or ATP Media and you want to be part of the Zoom groups, Sheila does them. She actually does them twice a week. She does the Conscious Awakening series on a Monday night in the US or Tuesday mid-morning in Australia. And uh, I think it's Fridays, isn't it? Is it Fridays, Susie, that you do it the uh, the other one? Or is it Thursdays? It's our Friday. It's Thursday. It's Friday there, Thursday. Yeah, Monday, yeah. Monday and Thursday. Monday and Thursday, which yeah. is the cosmic conversation, isn't it? It's more galactic cosmic conversations. And uh, and uh, I also do this um, once a month with a guest teacher in the Inner Sanctum, and we have a little group on um, on Facebook Messenger where we chat and share, swap stories and share teachers and all sorts of things. And coming up on the show this week, the most I had the most incredible woman on last week, Sarah. Check out Sarah Breskman Cosme, who is a hypnotherapist and some of the information coming through about Atlantis and Lemuria and the Sphinx. That was amazing. The last show I did with Sarah and I've got some um, Susan, Sue, Sue Larson coming on. She's going to talk about timelines and multidimensional realities and how we can deliberately shift our timeline and, and all sorts of that. We're getting more galactic. 
Uh, so thanks again, Rachel. It was beautiful. You're so welcome. Thank you, everyone, for having me. It's been a wonderful way to spend the morning and hang out with you, with you all. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I've just um, not many of you left now. Just waving to everybody. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Rachel and Karen. You say Sheila, but it's Karen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Big hugs. Thank you, everyone. Big hugs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, Rachel, so much. You're welcome. You're so 